and welcome to Flights of Fancy with Dorothy and Wendy. I'm Wendy. And I'm Dorothy. This is a podcast about things we like to do, hobbies we have, TV and movies we like to watch, and especially books we've read and loved. Pretty much whatever suits our fancy. Today, our topic of discussion is... December holidays. I say we start with not quite a December holiday, but um, we just coming off of the end of Thanksgiving. So what did you do for Thanksgiving? Well, um, I actually Zoomed with my family. It was a very non-traditional Thanksgiving this year, but it was still nice. And, you know, the conversation really was the same. So it was, you know, we were close together, even though we were far apart. That's really nice. Did you cook? I cooked, but I did not make a turkey. What'd you cook? I made beef stew, but I cooked Aww. biscuits. So I don't know. Well, it's not like you're cooking for a whole crew. No. And I mean, really, what am I going to do with a whole turkey? <laughs> yeah. Um, however, there are five here. And so we stayed in sense. and it was just us. And we were actually supposed to meet my brother and his family for a walk, but their little one had a fever. So we canceled. Oh. Yeah. I think she's teething probably, but they want to be careful. Um, of course. But for us, I made a great big turkey and stuffing, gluten-free stuffing, um, cranberry sauce, which Naomi made, gravy, I mean, everything, mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes, corn in the cup. I I was supposed to make macaroni and cheese because my husband, as a Southerner, insisted that macaroni and cheese belongs on the Thanksgiving table, which it I forgot because it doesn't scream, put me on the table, it's Thanksgiving. It's not New Englandy. <laughs> no, it's not. And I was going to do it, but I totally forgot. So um, we had it later on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, but yes, it was very traditional. Um, complete with pie. mac and cheese on the Thanksgiving table. It's just, Ooh, what kind sense. of pie? Oh, didn't you make a pecan pie? I made a pecan pie and my sister-in-law left me a pumpkin pie. So we had pies and that was very good and I made rice krispie treats oh that sounds so yummy so and then we ate from that at least two days and then turkey soup and yeah we still have some things left over but not a, I put a lot in the freezer too that's what you gotta do right yeah yeah because I put some just turkey that's ready to be eaten in the freezer Oh my goodness. And it's so good to just like chop up and put into different recipes, mm-hmm. like um, pot pies, or you can do like turkey egg rolls. Ooh, that's an interesting idea. Yeah, I saw it on one of those uh, tasty videos. Oh yeah, those are fun. Yeah. 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 So that's the sort of thing. So that was the first tradition. I feel like Thanksgiving is kind of the the holiday harbinger. Yeah, like, okay, everybody, let's get ready. Yeah, comes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, one tradition that I have for Thanksgiving actually is baking cinnamon rolls for breakfast. Oh, day. yum! Yeah. So it's it's not really Thanksgiving morning without the smell of cinnamon rolls in the house. No, when you mean cinnamon rolls, do you mean homemade cinnamon rolls from scratch, scratch, or you mean Pillsbury pop the can kind? I mean, I only have time for Pillsbury pop the can kind, but in a perfect world. And actually, no, I remember making cinnamon rolls with raisins in them with my aunt Jennifer at her house. 
once. That was so much fun. So one day, but not right now. Yeah, I understand that. I do it a lot, um, but I've done both ways. So, but once you do it enough, then the tradition becomes you pop the can. Oh yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. (laughs) You got it. Yeah, scaring myself. I don't get the right part on the seam, and then all of a sudden this little. I wonder if it's, um, I almost feel like it's easier for me to make the dough from scratch because then you don't have to deal with that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that does make sense. And then you, you can control what the ingredients are. True. So uh, what's coming up next? Well, what's next on my list, well, on my list, but the next thing I see is um, it, when I was growing up, I lived in Belgium and the local holiday, which is a big deal, is December 6th. Sinterklaas comes to town. So that's Sinterklaas tag, which is St. Nicholas Day. Yes, I have um, my family on my mom's side is Dutch. So I grew up with the same traditions. Did you um, leave a shoe outside with a carrot in it for St. Nicholas's horse? Mm -hmm, Of course. Did you get candy? Candy, a great big chocolate letter with my uh, great big chocolate D. Do you like the milk chocolate? Or the dark chocolate better? Always dark chocolate right now. Oh, that makes sense. I mean, what about I you? Didn't, I always like the milk chocolate. There's nothing wrong with because that. Because it's the specific Dutch chocolate brand. What is okay. it? Drosta? That's the... That's possible. Yeah, I think that's what it is because they make they make these little um, Dutch sprinkles mm. made of chocolate also. And... Let me tell you, growing up as a kid with those sprinkles, it ruined me for life for any <laughs> other kind of sprinkles. It's true. <sighs> so, um, yes. When we were in, lived in Belgium, my brother had to go to the hospital for something. I don't remember, tonsillitis or something. But they, in the hospital, they gave them, it was white bread with butter and sprinkles. And that was the sandwich. Let me tell you, I don't even know how many times I took that to school for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a, like, an, I don't, uh, Americans, it's a, Dutch come, thing. it's a Dutch thing. And Americans come up with peanut butter and fluff and they think it's cool. But yeah, that was sprinkles and butter. Yeah, it's a really, really, really weird combination. <laughs> and I haven't had it in years because it's really not that good for you. It's really not. It's bread and <laughs> butter and sugar. It's like, it's like a butter sugar sandwich. <laughs> and it's not even on like the hearty bread it was always no, like it's on the, white bread white bread yeah <laughs> i mean it has to taste good doesn't it <laughs> yeah, yeah. anyway uh fond memories <laughs> now when i was growing up in our house santa claus always brought a book oh that's so nice and it always happened to be the book that i was looking at in the bookstore <laughs> well santa claus knows santa claus is very wise <laughs> You must have been very good those years. <laughs> I was. I got a lot of great books. So um, do you remember what happens to the children who are not good? On I have that? forgotten. You forgot? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> well, uh, this is the part of Central Class Dog that has, uh, let's just say it's a little controversial. Because Central Class has an assistant. Yes, sort and- of. Yes, Swartz Pete. And he, like, traditionally, it has been a white person in blackface, which is mm-hmm. not okay. Right. You know, because 
parodying another person's skin color is wrong. Right. Um, and so lately there's been a lot of talk about, you know, abolishing the character and whatever. But anyway, that's another story for another day. What happens to the bad children on Center Class Dog is if you were not good, you did not get candy in your shoe. No. Which is a little bit gross now that I think about it. <laughs> They're wooden shoes, though. It's a little bit Oh, different. yeah, true. It's not like sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so if you were not a good child, what would happen? Do you, do you remember what? Yes, the Dutch clogs are specifically yep. what the... What, would be filled with the candy and the treats but um do you remember what swati pete used to carry around with him did he carry a switch i don't remember he carried a switch and a sack (laughs) (laughs) he beats the bad children and takes them away (laughs) that's one way to scare all the kids yeah so you better be good for goodness sakes (laughs) (laughs) Fond memories of childhood. Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> uh, Dutch traditions are so much fun. They're just yeah. kind of odd. Yeah. Well, and I think that it's developed from the historical St. Nicholas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is actually a little bit more historically accurate than uh, today's modern incarnation of santa claus of santa claus for one thing he doesn't drink coke (laughs) sorry (laughs) go ahead which brings us to christmas (laughs) good segue (laughs) actually well yeah we let's talk about christmas yeah um because that's a good segue so christmas is december 25th all the time and the 12 days of christmas come from December 25th to January 6th, which is Epiphany. So the 12 days of Christmas do not lead up to Christmas, which at one point I thought they come between Christmas and Epiphany. You know, I was wondering that very question myself today when I was thinking about uh, what I was going to talk about with you during today's episode. And I was wondering when the 12 days of Christmas would be. Yeah. Thanks for, you know, now we know. Now we know. (laughs) Yes. Um, and so that is the season where in more orthodox or high church circles, you put up the Christmas tree. Well, in, in German tradition, you put the tree comes with a Christkind because I lived in Germany and we um, learned about this. The Christ child comes and brings a tree on Christmas Eve when the children are sleeping. So they wake up in the morning and the, the Christmas tree is there and the tree stays until January 6th. Oh, so you only get the tree for 12 days yeah so it's not like this not like a whole month of christmas oh well i mean i guess 25 days of christmas sort of works better for commercialism doesn't it (laughs) yes it does (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but that's that's a really nice idea i didn't know about that one yeah now Um, do you have a tree in your house uh sometimes okay it depends on uh, my decorating proclivities that year. <laughs> is it your plan for the year? Uh, I'm curious. I don't really think so. I okay. think I'm just going to hang up a bunch of lights, some glittery stuff, and try to get festive. 
but I don't necessarily know if I need a tree to do that. I don't blame you. I have not put up a tree in 20 or so years. Um, That makes sense. But we, um, so in terms of December holidays, my family, we celebrate Hanukkah. We celebrate Christmas with my family more, but we definitely celebrate Hanukkah in our family. And there are eight days of Hanukkah and um, it changes from year to year, which day of December it comes on because it goes by the Jewish calendar and it's always on the 25th of Kislev. And um, I think it's coming next Friday this year, which doesn't matter because we're podcasting. I have to look at the date though. I think it's the 9th. Mm, that the 11th. the 11th yep yeah it starts on the 11th of december this year which is a friday and there's eight days of hanukkah and um and traditionally um traditionally one small gift a night one small gift a night and it's almost more important to um light the candles than to get the gifts well, I mean, <clears throat> I grew up with uh, Hanukkah as well. My family just sort of celebrated everything. <laughs> and um, yeah, the, the, the lighting of the candles is really the commemorative event, right? Yeah. It's to remember the miracles. Yeah. That's the reason. So the story of Hanukkah um, starts in, in between, sometime in between Moses and Jesus, you have... And it's actually not in the Bible canonic, the Bible canon as we know it. So it's not in the Tanakh. It's not in the New Testament. It is in the Catholic Bible, however. It's in the Book of Maccabees. And so the Jews are persecuted by the Greeks. And the temple is um, defiled. Defiled. That's what I was looking for. Thank you. You're welcome. And I was really looking for it. So I know I could tell. <laughs> The temple was defiled, and Hanukkah is a story of revolution and independence. It's a it's a war of independence, and uh, past all odds, God gives the Jewish people um, the win. Oh, to fight another day. Yeah, and um, but they they win the war, and they go into the temple to clean it up, and there's only enough holy oil to last for one night but they burn the candle with faith and it takes eight days to make more oil and they burn the candle and the and the oil and it lasts for eight days and so that's why because, eight days of Hanukkah. awesome because the light's not supposed to go out right right that's the symbolic nature exactly and that's why it's so important that it stayed lit really Correct. longer than it was supposed to yep nice 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 um so i feel like those are like the big ones kind of coming up huh yeah yeah um what are some uh some favorite holiday traditions that you have that you do with your family we like to go up and see um the parks that have the lights outside um so there's one in springfield massachusetts and there's one in hartford connecticut that we've gone to a couple of them. There's one in New Haven too, but it's smaller. Fantasy of lights. Yeah. And you drive through and there's Mm -hmm. really pretty light shows. We like that kind of thing. That's one thing we do. We celebrate with my extended family because they're in the area. We exchange gifts. In the house, we do put up stockings and Santa comes. I love doing stockings. Stockings are fun. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so one of my favorite holiday traditions that I have been doing every year since I can remember is ballet. Nut, the nutcracker nut ballet. <clears throat> now, what do you mean by doing? You watch it, you, you do it, you... I don't know all the choreography. <laughs> I made it sound like that. I don't... <laughs> Some um, people have danced the Nutcracker since they were six, so... I would love to do that, but no. I um, I actually... What we've been doing is... Well, when I was really, really young, my mom took me to see it live on stage. Oh, cool. And she got me an aisle seat because she knew I would want to get up and dance with the ballerinas and of course I did. I was like three years old. <laughs> oh my goodness. Where did you go? The city or New Haven? Um, it must have been like New Haven or Hartford okay. or something yeah, yeah. like that. Okay. Um, but it was it, you know, it, it was it was magic. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, so kidding. every year after that, we um we watch a recording of the Nutcracker Ballet. You know, there's like uh three versions of it on Amazon Prime. On Amazon Prime, I was going to say there's a lot more than three versions because as a pianist, we do Nutcracker um, with the dance classes. And so there's a lot of different versions to watch. Yeah. What's your favorite? I don't know. <laughs> it's a toss up actually between um, because there are two that we would rotate. Okay. We would watch specifically because we had the VHS tapes and it was, I know. <laughs> Um, we had the, the Nutcracker, the motion picture choreographed Ooh. by Mikhail Baryshnikov. Okay. Elsie Kirkland playing the lead role of Clara. Mm -hmm. And that is one of my favorite ones because that is the first one I ever saw. Well, there's something to be said about your first. Yes. However, it sometimes is a little bit too showboaty for me. Okay. Like there's just too many solo pieces that don't need to be there. Okay. But um, there's another version that we watch that I kind of love because it's a little bit more childlike. It's the one with uh, Macaulay Culkin and the New York City Ballet. Okay. And he plays the Nutcracker Prince and yep, it's yep. adorable. Have you yep. seen that one? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, there's also the San Francisco Ballet one, which is good. Um. There's actually another one that was sort of designed by Maurice Sendak mm -hmm. that I've seen one and a half. Oh, I like that one. And that yeah. one stays more truer to the story of the um, the book than to the, uh, it just, I don't think it has the sugar plum fairy in it. Um, I've only seen it once and I actually just started watching it again over the weekend because, mm -hmm. you know. It is the season. Now's the time. <laughs> so um, have you seen the hard nut, which is a, um, a modern dance version? No. Um, Mark Morris's company did that and it's out. You should be able to find it out somewhere. I'm not sure if it's streaming, but nice. you could probably find it on YouTube. Um, the hard nut is modern and they're a little risque on some things, but it's a party. And so that sounds intriguing. And they have all sorts of genders dancing different parts. So you have, with the dance of the snowflake, you have men in tutus. Oh my gosh. Uh, you know, <laughs> sometimes men in tutus is the funniest thing oh, it's you've ever gorgeous. seen. It's absolutely beautiful. So the hard nut is great. Um, and then the another one that came out last year, there's a hip hop version that came out of New York last year. 
Nice. And I don't remember the company that put it out. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. So I, I love that there's so many different versions of it, that they're all kind of different stories. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but um, so what I really appreciated about the Maurice Sendak one while you're looking for your thing here is the artwork and how they incorporated his very particular style into each aspect of the production. Mm. Like you can tell that it's his artistry on everything from the costumes to uh, the floor painting, like beautiful work. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So the hip hop nutcracker is actually called hip hop nutcracker. Well, that's easy to remember then, isn't it? (laughs) And if you go to the hiphopnutcracker.com, you can find their information there. It's a really, it's a nice, it's a, it's a neat different take on it. I really enjoyed that too. Hmm. Well, maybe we will have to do a specific episode comparing our favorite nutcrackers. Oh, what fun? (laughs) (laughs) Since we're both such ballet people and such dance people. Oh my goodness, yes. That's cool. Awesome. Well, we found another episode topic. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, what? I also do stockings. Yes. What's your favorite thing to put in stockings? Like, well, what first do you of think all, is a properly stuffed stocking? At the toe of a stocking comes chocolate. Oh, at the toe of a stocking comes an orange chocolate an orange well or a clementine it was always a clementine growing out a chocolate orange you can do that (laughs) but it's i mean i don't know when i was a kid i always got the stocking and like what filled out the end is tons of chocolate (laughs) see at the very end in that too was an orange an orange yeah that's very nice and healthy that's what i always got (laughs) i just assumed everybody did no (laughs) in the last couple of years in my stocking santa has put a loofah for the shower which has been nice Hmm. santa's thinking ahead okay you know um i don't know in my house growing up, Santa brought candy and knickknacks, but never the awesome gifts. I mean, fun gifts, but the awesome gifts were left for my parents. <laughs> I mean, so, that makes sense. You have to know who to thank. Right. So Santa left gloves and a pile of gloves and scarves and things and lots of candy and a notebook and a pen and an eraser and like knickknacky things. But if I wanted... I don't know, an easy bake oven, for instance, my mom gave me the, my parents gave me the easy bake oven, not Santa. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I actually did have a mishmash of presents like that as well. I had some from um, my, my parents and some from Santa because when I found out the reality behind the story, I decided that I was going to continue with the facade. (laughs) well I think that that is very fun I mean I did too so one of my traditions was cookies and milk (laughs) yes yes I remember my dad invited me in to help him wrap gifts to put to put because he would sneak gifts into the stocking also 
and so to help Santa. So we, he taught me how to be Santa's helper. Oh, that's so nice. I love stuff like that. Yeah. Did you bake cookies? Probably. I don't. Oh, I do. Yes, usually, but not all the time. It depends on how busy we were. My mom was minister of music for a long time. And so during those years, no. Busy times. Busy yeah. times, but oftentimes. So sugar cookies, they're um, in in Belgium, there are these spritz cookies. That's what they're called, where you put, you make them and you stick you put it, it in the, in the pump thingy. Yep. And then <laughs> they come out shapes. So make yes. Like Christmas tree shapes. Mm-hmm. Or little floop, floop, yeah. floop shapes. That's the, that's the, the technical word. Floop. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's that. I think that might be the word my mom used too. <laughs> <laughs> like I had the exact same tool and that you had to like it was like it came with like a a, a, like like a a nozzle like a vice so you put the dough in the and then you screw the vice into into the shapes it's almost like a um like a pastry that play-doh thing you know the play-doh thing yes and and you had the plates with different shapes and so you had it had like three holes or it had a star shape or a circle or tree or an angel or something yeah yeah that's fun um we had this we have this we love doing cookies for christmas and Mm -hmm. we always do the same kind you know yeah (laughs) because that's part of tradition too i guess right but um there's this kind that we always used to make of it was this Dutch butter cookie called Goma Cuckoos. Ooh. You can find the recipe in English. Uh-huh. I'm not going to tell you what it is right now, though. <laughs> <laughs> but it has a lot of butter in it, and it's delicious. It's like butter and vanilla and stuff. Oh, yum. But you, um, like, mash the top with a fork, and then you put powdered sugar and, like, little colored sprinkles, and they're adorable and cute. Um, so we do that. We do the sugar cookies too. I always mm-hmm. like a couple of chocolate chip cookies just cause they're fun. My dad's favorite were, um, the Hershey kiss cookies. Oh, the, the peanut, peanut butter. Awesome. Yep. Yes. My mom loves those. Those are good. Yeah. Oh, but since we're talking about food, um, in my house, I don't tend to make cookies quite so much. Not recently, but I make latkes for Hanukkah. Hanukkah latkes are the best. Yes. Yes. Because they are just that perfect right out of the frying pan, crispy, golden brown. Yum. So good. You like stringy latkes or smushy, more potato-y latkes? Not more potato, but more mashy in the middle latkes. (sighs) Thing is, it has to be the right ratio of everything together. Okay. Otherwise, it's too mushy or it's too stringy. Okay. Fair enough. Gotta have like a perfect storm of potatoes. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and onions and stuff. I mean, you know. And um, I like having sour cream with a little applesauce together. Yes, me too. That's that makes it. Like it seems like it wouldn't go with something that was just fried, but it does, and it's amazing. It does. It very much does. So good. Yes. But there's never enough of them and they always take way longer to make than they do to eat. This is true. <laughs> I feel like eat half of them by the time they're out. <laughs> I know, especially since you have to like stand there and babysit them while everybody's like, and that is ready. Why, and that is why they get made once a year in my house. 
Yeah. Maybe Who twice. has patience for that all the time? Yeah. Certainly yeah. not me. No. Um, haystacks. Haystacks? Yeah, I remember making them when I was a kid. Uh, they were like the, I don't know, the what are those sticks? Like, it was like sticks with peanuts and chocolate. Oh, like pretzel sticks? Like the little narrow? Yeah, um, haystacks cookies are, they're chow mein noodles with like oh. chocolate and peanuts and stuff. And they're delicious. <laughs> and I haven't had them in years, but I remember making them with my mom at Christmas time. What fun. Yeah. I like to put like knickknacks and little gifty things like socks and um, like lip balm or um, mm -hmm. like gloves, like health and beauty stuff a lot in stockings, mm -hmm. like, you know, fun colors of nail polish that I wouldn't ordinarily purchase for someone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Um, but yeah, super duper fun. What's your favorite holiday song? right now and and this is how i'm going to answer it my oldest sent me um a recording of your mean one mr grinch and um it's by an acapella group that is not pentatonics um it's voice something and i've forgotten already you know i'm not really a humongous fan of the holiday music like I love traditional Christmas carols, like the 1951s with like Bing Crosby and um, mm -hmm. Nat King Cole and things. Um, <clears throat> I like the carols. Um, yes. I don't really like the modern commercial presents, presents. <laughs> yeah. Buy me a house. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, uh, um, my favorite holiday song that is not a religious song is probably the Hanukkah song. Oh, by Jim Car um, Adam Sandler. Yes, yes, by Adam Sandler. It's so funny. Yeah, the group is called Voice Play. Going back to Voice Play, you know what I mean? When Mr. Grinch. Yes. Yeah. Um, what about Christmas movies? <sighs> Tight. The Nutcracker, and that's oh, pretty much it. Okay. Really? Because I think Christmas movies are always unnecessarily sad. Yes. Why do you want to be sad on one of the happiest days yeah. of the year? I see what you're saying. We've been watching a lot of Christmas movies because you know what? It's 2020 and it's been quite a year. So we started watching Christmas movies early before Thanksgiving even. Um, yeah, sometimes you just need to. So Santa Claus, the one, two, and three. Those are good. Those are fun. Um, those make a routine visit to our house annually. Um, we watched Christmas Chronicles, came out on Netflix, one and two. Um, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn are in it. Huh. Um, but you're right. Christmas movies tend to be very unhappy movies, but I suspect because then you have to have the juxtaposition of being happy at the end. And Here's the thing. Why do you have to depress everybody in order to have that contrast? I don't know. But to make good conflict. You can't have a good story without the conflict. <clears throat> yes. So everybody has to die on Christmas. Yeah, that works. <laughs> <laughs> <What? All right. laughs> 
I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, let's. I was thinking about how American Christmas stories tend to have the theme of something happens and faith, something you have to save Christmas or something. And faith or belief in Santa is what saves the day. Is that, would you agree that that's kind of become a Christmas story theme? That's pretty much every Christmas story ever from um, It's a Wonderful Life, which I also really didn't like for that exact reason. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to like Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where the little girl doesn't believe in anything. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, and, you know, like songs like Christmas Shoes. That I okay. still can't listen to. <laughs> it's terrible. When I was a kid, I used to have to cover my ears and sing We Wish It Would Merry Christmas just to get the song out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so there's that theme of just the, the the belief in Santa but I feel I feel like British shows and if you look at the Doctor Who Christmas specials oh, and um other yeah. Christmas things because when I was in living in Belgium what we wa ended up watching on Christmas wasn't a lot of we would probably see uh, Miracle on 34th Street at least once or It's a Wonderful Life but usually we would see things like um the BBC put out the line the witch in the wardrobe and oh I love that yeah. one and um there were other things um i don't remember all the ones um but there were a couple that came out every year but it was a lot more about redemption and it was a lot more in the lines of dickens and a christmas carol in terms of yes thought process and um learning a right. lesson like yeah. starting out in one place and evolving to another as opposed to like being destroyed and saying i'm still okay and I believe, and it's not the belief that makes the change. It's the, I'm going to change myself. So in, in, in a Christmas Carol, you have Scrooge who hates Christmas and the change comes when he's convinced that this is the way, the way to walk is by being different than what he had been. And he wakes up in the morning and he changes himself. And that Christmas is a celebration of everything that you should be. Yeah as a as a human being yeah, every yeah. day yeah. um actually i was gonna ask what your favorite holiday story is next because a christmas carol is mine okay i actually was i did that show oh cool once i played the ghost of christmas past and the ghost of christmas future Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a great story. It was, I mean, you know, talk about really a redemptive storyline. You know, what happens if you continue to be the way you are? Yeah. I'm going to call out The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe as a Christmas story because there is Father Christmas in it. Yes. And because, like I said, the BBC released the um, miniseries um, it's like a, I don't remember how many episodes, but it was it a mini series. It was like five episodes or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think so because they're available on YouTube and I've watched them Yeah, more than once. <laughs> yeah, those are delightful and those are my favorites still. It's an excellent word for it. They are delightful. Yeah. 
Um, so true to the books. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so for that reason, I would consider that very much a Christmas tale. It's Christmas and Easter at the same time. Yeah, that's true. So it really depends on uh, on your point of view. But it does have Father Christmas. And he plays a very important part. Mm-hmm. He saves the day. <laughs> Without his gifts. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I also always, every year, read the story of Hanukkah. Okay. As one of the traditions. You would light the menorah and read the story on the first night. Before That's- opening presents. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your least favorite Christmas song? Do mm. you have one on a list that you've thought of? Oh yeah. Okay, you can um, go for I'm it just gonna. I'm, I'm just gonna take this opportunity to talk about how much I really dislike the song "Christmas Shoes" again. <laughs> It's my least favorite holiday song, and I don't know why they insist on playing it on the radio every year. Um, but anyway, my what other is favorite. It, what, what is it about Christmas shoes that you don't like? Uh, the chorus, the whole premise, sure the one about how uh, the child can't afford to buy the shoes for his mother who is dying, and... It's just like, I just want to buy these shoes so my mom looks pretty when she meets Jesus. <laughs> like, what? What? Okay. Not okay. It's supposed to be sweet and loving, though. But does that, does that song make you feel happy inside? I see your point. Does it make anybody happy inside? Well, you're supposed to feel happy because no, if I am correct, you, he gets the shoes, right? I blocked it out. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> like the love and kindness and sharing of Christmas. Yeah, that's that's really gonna help. <laughs> Do you remember the story of Christmas? It's a short story, and I forget who it's called by, because this is stream of consciousness, not prepared. Um, where the husband and wife um want to buy each other gifts and she has long oh gosh i hate that one i hate that one it's called the gift of the magi magi the gift of the magi and and so yes so you do hate that one because that's what christmas store the christmas shoes reminds me of i hate that one because like it because it's because they can't use the gifts that they sacrificed their most prized possession for each other the hair combs and the watch chain that they each sold uh pointless and then everybody's disappointed at the end when his wife's all bald and he's all not watch chain having (laughs) watch having or whatever (laughs) see i've thought about this way too much (laughs) um let's see uh my other least favorite christmas song I have a whole bunch of them. What really grinds my gears about Christmas songs? <laughs> I don't like um, Santa Baby. Santa Baby. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. so awful. Like, how can you even think to speak to anyone that way, much less Santa? <laughs> yes. It just really does not appeal to my sense of manners. <laughs> yeah. um also Uh, just that one simply having a wonderful christmas time it's just so annoying having wonderful christmas time sorry no it's okay but like that's why (laughs) (laughs) 
It was playing when I was at the pharmacy earlier. And I was like, no, please. Okay, I'm done complaining now. (laughs) Well, and then there's all I want for Christmas is you. Let's not go there. All I want for Christmas is you. (laughs) Yeah, no, too much. Too many whistle tongues. Yes, I would probably put that one way up there on my list. Yeah, and they play it all the time, like constantly. Yeah. Like and designed to be that... some kind of psychological trigger or something. <laughs> like, go to the mall! <laughs> um, one that I don't mind sometimes, but it's become so big again, um, is Baby It's Cold Outside. I know there was this whole big drama about it last year, but like the thing is, it's it's kind of like a time capsule. It's yes. a it's a product of the times. Well, it's not, and it's not because of that that I don't like it. It just gets irritating. Oh, you don't like that song? Correct. Oh, good. I was. That's why I paused. I was like, "You like that song? No, no, no. I I'm hate just, that song." List. Yeah, no, I don't like it. <laughs> songs we don't like, and it's yeah. and it's not necessarily like yes, it's a time capsule. I can, I can, I can agree that I'm not, I'm not all upset about the. No, it's not me, a good song. Like no, like can we just not? And maybe it's okay once a season, but for the twenty eighth time in the second week, it's done. Yeah. Yep, I agree. <sighs> what are some traditions that you wish you have had, but don't yet? What new traditions would you like to adopt if you had the opportunity? I um, have been seeing a couple of really interesting um, Advent devotionals. And I'd been interested in that and more of a lighting of some sort of candles like the Advent wreath, but I've never gotten around to that. I've always, this is another um, thing that I did as a kid in Europe, always had an Advent calendar. Those are nice. Um, So I have Advent calendars with chocolate for my kids and my husband. And um, all these had a candle with, um, with the, with, um, with the calendar on the side and you can check off the days and like, like the candle for a little bit each day. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, So that was one thing that I think I've thought about. What about you? Um, So this is something that I always wanted to do ever since I was a kid. And I did it, I think once in high school with a group because we're in chamber choir but i've always wanted to go caroling mm. i've wanted to like you know be one of those families that goes from door to door and sing <laughs> songs but nobody wants to do that with me so i don't know if that will ever happen <laughs> it's kind of not okay anymore it's true so um oh, no. on the other hand if you know the people and you stay six feet apart no i'm not gonna adver- advocate going out right now and caroling <laughs> no. it's just not a good idea but that's something that i've always kind of thought about you know as a way of sort of sharing community together well you need at least a quartet to do that well yeah you need four putts <clears throat> um but i've always also and this is i don't know if this is ever going to be able to happen again in the near future but i would like to host a christmas eve party oh what fun Mm-hmm. Christmas Eve, I think, is it's almost almost more fun than Christmas Day because it's the anticipation. Oh yeah, 
<laughs> you know, it's like you bake all the cookies and everything smells delicious. You mm-hmm. can't wait to open up all the presents. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm a child. <laughs> well, I love you. I love you too. Because me too. <laughs> yes. So um speaking of how things are different this year, how what are some ways that you think um some ideas about how to make the holidays special even with COVID going on? I zoomed my family, which was different and weird, but yeah. Can you is there are there things we can do like inside? We're doing a lot of communicating, you know, over the internet in one way or another, but also just dropping by things like so making some of the special desserts or foods with my family, we all kind of tend to potluck on the special days. So instead of potlucking to one place, we can, you know, potluck individually with our families. Like I'll drop off the pies for you. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, that's an idea. Um, but yeah, it's definitely miss. I'm definitely missing the extended family time. It's weird. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think if there's something I can do to sort of bring more light into my living area, that's what I want to do. Okay. It's really sort of brighten up the kind of season of darkness that sort of winter can be lights lights winter lights like you do yes have done have done i don't have them right now well that's okay although my children were making fun of me saying that it's just because i procrastinate that's why they became winter lights uh okay i have lights up all year round at my house so yeah well okay (laughs) (laughs) you know it's not necessarily about what you do it's about how you spend the time with the people that you love yeah right I was thinking too this might be the year to bring back Christmas cards or holiday cards or Chris or New Year's cards that a nice I'm thinking about you kind of actual snail mail card would be meaningful you know maybe maybe that would be a good idea maybe um do something some kind of service project like sew a bunch of masks or something or put Mm -hmm. together like um care packages for people who need things like socks and underwear and toothpaste Mm -hmm. in the shelters or something you know something to sort of think hey you know it's this time of year everybody everybody can do something to support somebody else too yeah So I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a good holiday season, as long as we keep looking at the positives. Always. And keep believing, right? Don't stop. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. (sighs) Yeah, don't stop believing. Never give up hope. Never surrender. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, that's from Galaxy Quest, I think. <laughs> oh, I think so. That was such a good movie. Never give up. Never okay. surrender. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, one more question before we leave. Sure. Die Hard. Christmas movie or not Christmas movie? I think it's a Christmas movie. Everybody seems to agree that it's a Christmas movie. And the people that say that it's not a Christmas movie. I'm sorry, but they've been outvoted. Yes. <laughs> I agree. 
Hello, it takes place during Christmas. Oh, we didn't talk about the Home Alone series. Ugh, those are so much fun. If there's a kid getting in, into mischief, and seriously, how do they afford that house with that many children? That's right. <laughs> and how could you forget one of them? Twice! Twice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But they're really fun, really fun holiday movies to watch. <sighs> well, I think that we need to wrap it up. I do too. Wrap it up just like a present. Well, I've had so much fun talking with you today, my friend. And thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. One more question before we leave. Sure. Um, okay that's gonna have to be that's a great question (laughs) i would have to answer that with a of my own